It's time for Larry No Spots featuring Mighty Max Hoover. Tonight's special guest is the host of the Locked On Next Podcast. Sorry, Next Film School Podcast. Writer of the Knicks Film School newsletter, the Mac Daddy, Jonathan Macri. And I'm your host, Larry. December 18th, 3.05 p.m. The preseason winding down, heading into the season. There's a little bit of hope in Nick's fandom. Uh, first of all, guys, thank you for joining me. Um, so let's let's kick it off by talking about the new toast of the town. That is Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, Macri, I'll start with you. Do you sure. see quickly as the unequivocal starting point guard at some point this season uh unequivocal that's a big word i, yeah. I should have i didn't know i was gonna have to have a dictionary with me for this <laughs> um do i see him as the unequivocal so starting right off with a bang um no i don't because uh when is anything ever unequivocal in nick's land that's true um do i think he'll be the starting nominal point guard uh, to use another dictionary deserving word yeah at some point I don't know if it's going to be tonight or uh, game one of the regular season, but yeah, I think he will be at some point. I think we've already seen enough to, to show that I, I, I uh, and they should do that. Like why, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff he was doing, it was just like him making those jump shots to try and draw the foul. Like, I don't remember a Nick ever doing that. Maybe mellow a little bit. Um, That's about it. Yeah. And yeah. doing it three times in a row with confidence and just like, even though there's been, there's been some nice moments over the last few years, like the Dallas win, the Houston win, but those were kind of grind them out wins. And I don't know, this was different. It felt like, oh, this is a real modern, exciting offense that we're watching. Well, I think playing against the, um, <laughs> God, I'm going to screw up his name again, the, the Mooney, Moody or Mooney, whatever that little, yeah. little white dude's name was. Um, the Moonies of the world make make it a little bit easier, and sure. the rest of the the Cleveland uh, or Canton Charge, you know, I think that's their G League squad. Um, but yeah, I mean, considering those were the same guys that were beating up on the Knicks starters earlier in the same game, uh, I think it counts all the same. I mean, look, they just it's it's been a long time since they've had a guy running the show who can keep defenses honest by putting the ball on the floor or, or putting the ball in the basket from long range. It's not that complicated. They just haven't been able to find such a guy. And now they at least might have one and they have some other guys who could do some stuff. So it's definitely, like you said, in the, in the opening, like things are, I don't know if they'd say, I'd say rosy, but they're, mm -hmm. they're hopeful. They're hopeful in Nick's land. Yeah. I, I guess you're right. We shouldn't go crazy after beating up the end of Cleveland's bench, but uh, <laughs> Max, you, so you're an Arkansas Razorbacks fan, so you watch a lot of SEC basketball. 
So do you, what was your impression of quickly before all this seeing him at Kentucky? Uh, first off, I want to, I, I say this every time you yeah. have me on that intro, it gets me so jazzed. Like I, I like I could, I could, I feel like I could stand in the ring with Bobby Portis for a couple of rounds and, <laughs> and, and, and hold my own. Like I am, I'm ready to rock and roll after, after the way you introduce us. I quickly, I mean, he was, I, he was SEC player of the year for a reason, right? That was not an accidental choice. Uh, and, and there are plenty of talented players on that Kentucky squad who, who were, could have been in the running and then plenty of other talented players in the league that, that could have been there. Uh, Mason Jones from Arkansas was, had a, had a hell of a year last year also. Right. So quickly getting that is, is worth something. I, the, the Kentucky, Kentucky players are, are hard to, to judge, you know, based on their college performance. Like personally, I, I still have a real soft spot for Kevin Knox just because of the way he destroyed Arkansas in Bud Walton arena uh, when they played in college. Right. I'm like, I, I saw, I saw a side of him. I think he dropped like 34, you know, like I saw a side of him that, that people don't normally uh, uh, credit him for. Right. And so I, I, I have a, I have a soft spot for him the way a lot of people have a soft spot for Frank. So quick, quick, is a similar thing. I mean, it's hard to judge because those guys, uh, there are so many talented players on that team. And that team is so deep uh, that it's hard. It's hard to pick like one. I mean, aside from the ADs and the Carl Anthony Townsends of the world, it's hard to pick the one guy that you think is like definitely going to pop when they get to the, to the league. Uh, but it was exciting. I mean, that's, that's the key thing to me is that, that, that young squad that was on the court for the final run on, on uh, the other night was fun to watch and, and I think that's really the thing that's been missing from Nick's games that really that felt like it was missing for large chunks of the season last year is they just they weren't fun to watch right and this team that 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 squad that five-man rotation was fun to watch like it, it was entertaining and uh give me more of that please like that's what I'm looking for <laughs> yeah for sure and it's interesting that it's that squad that's fun to watch who may be a unit as the second unit because there are people on the first unit who are not fun to watch. And I do wonder if quickly really starts getting more time and does become the nominal or unequivocal starting point guard. What, what or is they... he just the penultimate point guard <laughs> off the bench? The penultimate. So, okay. So, the, <laughs> so who would be the ultimate if he's the penultimate? I don't. I don't know if the ultimate is here yet. <laughs> okay, that's Cade. Cade's the ultimate. Wow. Oh goodness. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll start just fantasizing about quickly before we start fantasizing about Cade. One step at a time. Yeah. So, but I do wonder what happens to Alfred Payton because he was. I understand why he was brought in because there was no like, you know, standard floor general, and they probably figured. With Toppin and and RJ, you want just like a, a point guard who knows what he's doing. But if they have that in quickly, it's kind of like, what's the point of having Peyton? That was like worst case for you, right? It like was. When we spoke on draft <laughs> night, you were like the worst the worst thing the Knicks could do all offseason is bring Peyton back. Like I know you're not you're not a fan. Yeah. It's it's yeah. easy not to be a fan, you know, because like you said, it's not it's tough because there again, there are very real numbers which would indicate that when you put him on the floor with certain guys last season, like they they scored at a sufficient rate. 
but then you look behind the numbers a little bit and it gets it speaks to the the ugliness quotient right the the what should we call it? the uq yeah let's go with uq um of like <laughs> uq no, versus iq yeah exactly yeah there you go i didn't even realize that um you know like shooting less threes than anybody in basketball shooting more shots around the rim than anybody in basketball um relying an exorbitant amount on offensive rebounds and just like yeah i mean you could do things that way if you you know pack the pack the pain and the whole thing with like rj and and mitch and, and julius i just um you know that's not really sustainable long term you don't want to build your build your team but you know, and but that was, I mean, I wrote this today. Like, it was one thing when you compared Peyton against, like, the other available options, which were not many. Like, I didn't want to pay DJ Augustine three years and $21 million. Or, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't think Teague wanted to come here. And, like, we're talking about these, like, bottom-of-the-barrel options still being better than Peyton. But, you know, and then, like, DSJ, we've seen from him. But now there's another option. So, like, let's go with the other option. Maybe. Yeah. I mean... Because it's not like, I don't know. I don't even know what you could do with Peyton, like, if he's even tradable. Because he's not um, terrible. Like, I could see a team wanting him as a backup, but... Yeah, I'm sure there's a team out there that would give, like, a future, future second, second. pick for, yeah. for Alfred Pitt. I think he's not the most tradable contract on the roster, but I think you could maybe get something from him. But I don't even think that they would care about that that much. I don't think they... Um, I don't think that they're looking... Because if you look at, like, the next two... Well next year's draft and then the 2023 draft um which are the two drafts that i think they really have their eye on like they already have a lot of picks in those drafts mm-hmm. so i mean you could always you know always get more but i don't i don't know that anybody's returning anything that good from no. the but i do wonder if they would keep him on to just to to basically not play or play the potential oh yeah i was what you know have him off the bench. I, I, there, there's still a couple. There's still like one or one and a half too many guys on this roster. Yeah, right? there's a lot of that. the guards, right? It's like, I think, yeah, um, because you know Rivers still. I mean, it doesn't look like Rivers is going to play tonight. Um, or not that it doesn't. He is not going to play tonight. Um, and he's going to play when he when he's healthy. And you know, are you going to keep Dennis Smith Jr. here to not? To not play that that doesn't mm-hmm. make a whole lot of sense. But then again, the same question applies to him as it applies to Peyton. Like, what are you going to get for him? Like, who who wants to give up anything to get that guy? I don't know. Um, so it really does complicate things because I think any any reasonable projections of the um, rotation heading into the season did not factor in quickly because then you're like looking around and like, all right, well now how it's like, I already factored in like Frank was probably going to be on the outside of the rotation mm-hmm. looking in and now the quickly's in. It's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, when Peyton was first signed, you know, I didn't write any mean stuff on Twitter, but I had the reaction that I think a lot of fans did was being upset by it because, yeah. you know, being a Frank fan, we've just seen him just constantly dicked around and having, Losing playing time, not just to like good players, but losing playing time to like bottom of the barrel guys. And it's just like, oh no, now once again, it's Peyton, it's Peyton. And Peyton is like kind of the, the ultimate example of that. So it just brings up those memories. And in addition, we thought he was gone. So it was a little bit of yeah, me being. Yeah, we right. did. We did think he was gone. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I don't get how you look at this roster though and don't see him as one of the two best options at point guard. Like that's really that's really kind of the sad thing, right? Is is when it's you look sad, at all, but true, yeah. Right? Like it it and in fact him and as long him and him and Julius Randle seem to enjoy playing with each other. Uh and they, they have this super fun game of keep away. They're playing with RJ Barrett together, right? So it's like I I if the two of them can come off the bench together if you could convince them that that's the role and that's where they they play I, I there are worse options for the Knicks to have right now to me uh and and again the sad thing to me is there, there's there there aren't many better options at point you know there, he does some good things uh, he should just be told like you are you're never allowed to shoot a three it's just not it's not a part of the game that you that is that is open to you anymore uh but it, it, he is one of the two best options unfortunately yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it makes it tough. I agree. Like, I see him, his role as if you were the starting point guard because you needed someone to do that, I understand. But if if quickly becomes the, the primary point guard, like, I see Frank as an okay option as a bench point guard, at least for one more season to get a good look. So, see Peyton is even less useful if he's on the bench. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, the problem is, though, is that all those guards, like Frank is arguably better off ball. Uh, Austin Rivers is better off ball. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, you could make the argument that he is better served not having the ball in his hands. Uh, If if he's hitting a shot, yeah. Right. Right. So it's like I again, even with all of that, I who is who is running the offense on the second team if he's coming off the bench? I, I feel like he's he's the best option we've got at this point. He's good, but I mean, he's he's obviously someone who knows how to do that. I think, though, on the second unit, because uh, one, RJ would be playing with them some, and RJ could be the primary ball handler, or at least the co-primary ball handler. And, you know, I would be okay with Frank putting Frank out there. You know, I'm and, obviously a Francophile, but... No, but, I mean, we all are, right? Yeah. Uh, but but Tibbs even spoke about this a few days ago when he, he talked about RJ's playmaking. I think he, he his comments are interesting because he's he is definitely a coach that feels like strongly about there needs to be a point guard. There needs to be a, one guy running the show. Yeah. Um, and he said as much the other day because he said two, three, and four in the modern league are essentially interchangeable. And in some teams, two, three, two through five are interchangeable. Um so, you know, it's like it's easy for us to sit here and be like, yeah, you know, we and I've talked about this. I've written about this. I think it's a good idea to give RJ more of the playmaking responsibilities. And Tibbs clearly wants to as well. But he still wants to have a guy out there to initiate the offense, get the team into its sets. Um, and again, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but they're like Alfred Payton does bring some value to that, especially when your alternatives are again put quickly aside we, we both we all agree that we, he should get a shot but like if Dennis Smith Jr. isn't really doing that which he's not mm-hmm. um and Frank again I love Frank as much as anyone but it's it's your you it's tough when you see a, a he, he said twice he said two traveling violations in two games where he you know he's not he's just he's not doing nothing's happening he's just he's there and he takes us he forgets to dribble before he takes a step it's like mm-hmm. whatever it is it's like those are the little things that you you know you see and you're like is is this a guy that you could rely do you want to continue pouring investment time and energy into that development pool as opposed to what you were saying before just move them off ball and 
at the end of the day, is it really is it really worth it for us to talk about it? Because the team is clearly already decided which way they're going to go. So it's like, all right, you know, what are you, you going to do? Sure. I mean, even if he's off ball, though, now he's blocked, I guess, by Burks and Rivers, who are both good. I, I see their value. Um, but I don't know about Burks. I, I, yeah. I, well, no, sorry. Burks, yes. I don't. I was about to say, I, don't, I, didn't, I confuse in my head uh, Alec Burks for Reggie Bullock sometimes. Okay. Um, I, was, I meant to say, I don't know about Bullock because, yeah, I think Frank could beat out Bullock, um, but you're right. I don't, think he's, I, I don't think he's beating out Burks. Right, and probably not Rivers, who's, I guess, offers similar stuff to what Frank offers, especially if Frank could really I, get the three-point ball. I think, you, I think you could argue that the best theoretical version of Frank yeah. is more or less Austin Rivers, a better, def- better defensive Austin Rivers, let's say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope, yeah, I was, I was really hoping I wouldn't have to <laughs> go through another season just like, with the excruciating pain of wanting them to put Frank in and just w- waiting for that. And I hoped like this would be his put up or shut up year where he would get, he would get the time. And if he didn't put up, like, I think all of us would have to finally shut up. Um, but now I won't shut up if he doesn't get the chance. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk some about RJ Barrett. And to do that, I want to bring in my next guest, you may know her as the star witness of Rudy Giuliani in the voter fraud case in Michigan. She is our sports voting and awards correspondent, Melissa Carone. Melissa. Oh, hello. Oh, look at these guys. They look like a fun group. Yeah. Hi. We're pretty fun, most of us. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm just doing swell. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. What did you want to come on the show to discuss? Well, I am here to discuss, and I would like to hear what you all have to say about it, the incredibly, incredibly, incredibly biased voting. Um, Biased voting. Are you still talking about Trump? Yes, I am. Am I not supposed, is that what I'm not here to do? Is that not what I was booked for? Uh, Well, it's a sports podcast, you know. But we could talk politics if you want. No, we can talk. Let's talk sports then. Let's talk sports. Okay. So, I mean, one thing that happened in voting was that, um, you know, R.J. Barrett was not voted to the all-rookie team, either the first team or second team last year. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder for not making the all-rookie team. Um, I mean, what do you think yep. about him? I would. Wouldn't you? Yeah, sure. Wouldn't you for the all rookie team? Are you kidding me? You don't get voted in there. Did they even check to make sure that the voting was valid? Did they check to make sure that everybody was registered? And if you can believe it alive, did Uh. they check the New York city subways for any votes that may have been just thrown in front of a train? I, I don't, I don't know if they did. I mean, who, who votes on these awards? Do you guys know? Uh, I believe, uh, Frank Isola still has a vote. Okay. So Frank, I know. Yeah, so different writers from across America. So that we, we know. Did you say Frank Isola? Yeah, I did say yeah. that. Yes. Okay. Well, I uh, will tell you that I personally stood outside of his house and I watched him vote five times. <laughs> oh my god! Five times. Can but, you believe it? But don't you think I can't believe like, it? I can't actually believe it. I can't believe it. Like as a New York writer, don't you think he would have voted for like for RJ? Like you would think that him voting five times might actually benefit a Knicks player 
How do you know that's not all a fraud? How do you know that he is a registered New York voter? Just because he lives there doesn't mean that's where he's registered to vote. Isn't that we what we all learned that you don't have to live in the state that you vote in. You don't have to root for the basketball team that you vote for. You don't have to take anybody's talents into consideration. It's a fair point. <laughs> I, very, isn't yeah, that what we learned? I, I've noticed you're all speechless. I yeah. think that I have made my point quite clear. Well, the arguments are these arguments are are they're you know they're strong, very strong. strong. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, so I, I wasn't going to say strong. I was going to say uh, just sort of difficult uh, to to argue with. Let's say that's another word for it. Yes. Yeah, difficult. Yeah, not to say that you're difficult, but like. You know, we were able to see the actual vote tallies. I don't know even if Frank Isola's oh, okay. five votes would have made the difference. Able to see the actual vote tallies. Able to see it. Where'd you, where'd you watch them? Uh, where'd you watch those vote tallies? Did you see them live in person? No, I, I, saw, I saw the counts. on. Uh, they released them on ESPN. Oh, okay. So the media, the media showed you the actual vote tallies. That's what you're going to tell me. You think that the media was showing you the real, well, I don't, I don't even think I can talk to anybody who believes in the media. Uh, well, what, what media would you have believed? What, what media would I have? I would have believed the millions of people who watched it in person. I would have believed any of those people. I would have believed our hard workers counting the votes if they would have come to my home directly and told me exactly what they thought and exactly what they counted. I would have believed somebody standing right on the street with a cell phone recording it, whatever that person said into their iPhone, I would have absolutely believed that because that's the kind of on the ground journalism that we need. I also would have flipped on Fox News and what they would say about it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if Fox News reported on this, unfortunately. Well, then it probably wasn't true or <laughs> real or news if it wasn't on Fox. Yeah, I, I guess that's a good point. Um, well, I hope, you know, RJ still does play with this chip on his shoulder. I mean, maybe if he... It, it would make a nice storyline if he takes a real leap this season, having not made the all-rookie team rightfully or fraudulently, then... Him having a big leap this season, I mean, that might make a good story for winning most improved player. Uh, I I don't know if he's in the if he's going to be in the running for that, but I I would I would vote for yeah. him um, if he keeps this up. You know, legitimately, of course. Yeah, Melissa, do you, do you, what do you think about that upcoming vote at the end of this season? Listen, I am here and I am everywhere that there is voting. Yeah. to ensure that our country changes, okay? To make sure that we are all represented and to make sure that every vote counts as long as it's for what I want. And <laughs> I will tell you in the past, uh, I would say in the past year, I've become quite a Barrett fan and I am rooting for him. Play with a chip on your shoulder and we will get you your rightful position this next vote. I love that. And I'm glad to have you on our side. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I, it's nice to be with people who believe in democracy and America and the NBA the way that I do. It's so nice to see these two, these two very young men agree with everything I have to say. Thank you for calling me young. Yeah, I appreciate it. Melissa, what are you drinking today? What am I? Well, this is, it's just water, my friend. It's just water, okay? Wink, wink. Don't tell anyone. Water with a straw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you, Melissa. Uh, stay on as we talk to our next guest. Uh, he was on our he was on the show last week, making some suggestions for the Boston Celtics and maybe getting a new mascot. He wanted to come on this week. Jack from Boston. Jack, how's it going? Larry, how's it going, my friend? I'm doing all right myself. Good. Nice to have you back. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It's nice to be back. I always love being on the program. You know, I think last week uh, Adam sent out a tweet about that one uh, idea I had, and it had you know upwards of six likes. Yeah, that's so pretty good. Let's try to repeat that magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you wanted to come on here because you're a Celtics fan. Like, why did you want to talk about the Knicks? Well, you know, I did a little bit of research about uh, the New York Knicks, and it seems that uh, they actually don't have a mascot. So uh, I figured I would just come on here and, and, and you know, kind of work my magic and, and come up with some ideas. Maybe people can tell me what they think. Sure. All right, fellas and Melissa. Uh, the first, Thank you. Yeah, Excuse you. Uh, the, <laughs> the first idea is uh, Grady the Subway Great. Grady the subway crate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the idea would be, you know, instead of like a t-shirt, you know, sometimes people come out with t-shirt cannons and 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 blow those out to the to the to the fans. I think this guy would come out with a with a machine that blows disgusting subway steam in everyone's face. Okay. Uh, yeah, hey, I, listen, I, I I appreciate you not leading with your best idea. I think sometimes that's a good way to pitch. Like get 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 the first one out of the way, and then we can get to the really good ones. Of course, man, you ramp up just like the Knicks. I mean, they're still you know you know slowly ramping up, but we're we're you know you understand. What are you drinking, by the way? Uh, this is uh, iced tea. All right. I I can't make up what I'm drinking. It's it's in a it's in a. I, I could actually say root beer, so I'll go with root beer. Root beer. Wink, wink. Jonathan, <laughs> wink, wink. All right. My second idea is PD the Palm Reader. For five dollars, I mean, I'm going to be PD, obviously. For five dollars, uh, I'm going to read any fans uh, any fans palm and tell them how many games the Knicks are going to win this season. Spoiler alert. The answer is not that many fucking games. Oh, my God. First of all, I hope you don't curse in front of the kids because mascots, I mean, kids love mascots. And Come on, it's New York. Yeah. And also, I mean, are, is, if you're trying to pump up the crowd, are you going to tell the fan, has the mascot, should you be saying that we're not going to win? Well, listen, I'm trying to get an, an authentic New York experience, all right? I'm going to be in like a little five by seven piece of real estate okay. like you have you know, with most palm readers and I'm going to tell them the truth. I can't lie to the fans. You can't lie to the kids. Yeah, I, is the answer going to change from person to person? Like, couldn't I seemingly just stand in line behind the person in front of me, have them pay their $5 and hear the number you tell them? Are oh, you no, kidding no, no. me? What was that? That is fraud. That's fraud. <laughs> That's right. That is, what I'm ta- that is what I've been talking about. I have been... Get back in line, sir. Did you just ask to get back in line? I thought we were Ooh, on the same team. Max. Getting his palm really read did. twice. I really did. Yeah, Melissa's uh, Melissa's officially part of the team. She's going to be uh, checking all the five dollar bills to make sure that they're legitimate and not fraudulent bills. Okay, so it's like a duo as the mascot. If she'll if she, if she'll accept it, I'll have to keep thinking about it. I don't love any of these mascot ideas. All right, that's fair. All right, number three is a 22-year-old who gets on the mic and just talks about how they're living their best life while slowly spilling a 32-ounce mimosa. <laughs> I, that one I love. That yeah. one I that one I is my favorite one thus far. Thank you, Max. Uh, I think the you know however many strong at uh, at the garden would also enjoy that idea. Yeah. Uh, 
and as this mascot, like as this 22 year old who's spilling a 32 ounce mimosa, mm-hmm. uh, are you going to try to do any like stunts or dunks or anything to pump up the crowd? Uh, I'm going to just go up to people that look like they're having a really good time and spill directly on them. Okay. I think I, I think that's that's going to speak for itself. Yeah, I think when we're Will all... it be real champagne? Of course. Oh, I think, I think Melissa you. has a favorite so far. Um, that one might have my vote. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, we got a few more. Everybody just kick back. Okay. We got uh, Amari Stoudemire coming out of retirement and signing a Supermax. <laughs> okay. It's going to get fun. everybody excited. I think he's, he's okay. looking for something to do. So okay. uh, he's going to come out to each and every game. And at halftime, just... While everybody pulls out their hair, he's gonna, you know, it's yeah. gonna be like kind of edging, like, oh, am I, am I gonna sign it? Am I gonna sign it? I think that could be fun. Ooh. All right, I got one more. I got uh, someone who went to Duke and now lives in Murray Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a strong one. I think my my uh, gimmick for that one is I'm gonna just spend the whole game uh, asking random audience members if they know anyone that can give me some Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> that might be R.J. Barrett, actually. Ooh, R.J. <laughs> went to Duke. Yeah. He did. He probably lives in Murray Hill. That's very possible. Though. Yeah. He might know you, and you could ask people, like, oh, or tell people you know R.J. Yeah. Yeah. All right. These are all great ideas. I think, uh, do you guys, do you want to vote on it? I would love to vote on it. Mel- uh, Melissa, I'm going to put you in charge of counting the votes as we all vote. Okay. okay. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that more than you could ever know. Happy to help. Okay. So once again, the contestants are Grady, the subway great, Petey, the palm reader, the 22 year olds talking about life and spilling mimosa, Amare, Amari Stoudemire, maybe signing a Supermax, and someone who went to Duke and now lives in Murray Hill. All right. Uh, Max, I'll start with you. What's your vote? Uh, Conditionally, if we can get Melissa to be uh, the 22-year-old uh, who is drinking a mimosa, if we can, if we can, if we can get Melissa on board, uh, I think that'll really pack in some fans. Uh, I think that's got to be my vote. Oh, you are just flattering me now. Two hundred thousand for that idea. <laughs> uh, Jack, what's your vote? I know these are your ideas, but if you had to pick one. Oh my gosh. Uh... That's a tough one. I'm going to go with uh, someone who went to Duke and now lives in Murray Hill. Someone who went to Duke and now lives in Murray Hill. Yeah. That's that's my vote as well, only because I used to bartend in, in uh, Murray Hill, and I feel like I met a lot of those people, and they, they're they're just they're fantastic. It's yeah. very relatable. I feel like it would be very relatable to the New York crowd. Yeah. Yes. It would, all, it would definitely represent New York. Uh, I... Yeah, I'm going to vote third party and go with Grady the Subway Great. I, I just want to see an anthropomorphic Subway Great try to just get up there and dunk. It is a two-party system, but... <laughs> uh, and Melissa, who's your vote for? Um, I'm also going to vote for myself. Uh-huh. I'm going to vote for myself drinking champagne, which is now what I think that mascot is. Yep, it's <laughs> Melissa Carone drinking champagne is the new mascot of the Knicks. Um, all right. Did you, did you tally them up? 
I did. So um, two got no votes at all. So I'm just crossing them off the list. They were absolute garbage. Throw them in the trash. Okay. Then um, Grady, the subway grate, got one. Um, we have two votes for a Duke grad who now lives in Murray Hill. And then we got 500,000 votes for me drinking champagne outside of Madison Square Garden. 500,000. Um, all right. I mean, you're, you're in charge, so I can't argue. I didn't get to count I the I checked votes. the list. I checked. <laughs> I counted them. I counted all of the eligible and legal votes for yeah. this voting, uh, for this election here. And uh, that's just what it came out to be. So congratulations to the New York Knicks. And Melissa, there are five people here. Oh, I'm sorry. Are those the coastal elites coming at me with their fancy counting? Yeah. Okay, I was put in charge of the voting, so therefore I have the power, and that is how I counted the votes. Yeah, it's Dr. Jack, who's not an actual medical doctor. Mm -mm. Oh, well, then we're all screwed if somebody has a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, hopefully nobody has Don't one. let those coastal elites come for you, Melissa. You do, you do you, and you are now the mascot. I'm with you. I support Thank it. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you very much. All right, uh, we have one more preseason game left. It's tonight. Uh, the Knicks play the Cavs again. Uh, Macri, what are you looking for tonight? Oh, goodness. Uh, what am I looking for? Uh, less, less Julius Randle doing <laughs> Julius Randle things. Uh, I, think, I think we'd all be happy about that. Jim just um, not dribbling into three people. Yeah, uh, let's see. What do I what do I vote for? Uh, I vote for. Oh, you know what I vote for? I vote for a good Obi Toppin game to end the preseason. We got one to start the preseason, and then we've had two kind of lesser, uh, lesser, you know, efforts. And uh, I, I'd like to see him end the preseason with a bang. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. Nice. That's a good vote. That's a good vote. Uh, Max, what are you what are you looking for? I, I think I would like to see them shoot better than uh, sub 30% from three-point range. Like, that would be that would be pretty great uh, and, and give me a little bit of confidence. Um, and I, I would like to see them defend the three way better than they did uh, against Cleveland earlier this week. So I, I think those two things uh, are what I'm looking for. Yeah. I think I would look for Julius Randle to look at the corner when, he, <laughs> when somebody's open for a corner three. Jack and Melissa, anything you'd like to look for in a Knicks game if you happen to be watching? Who are they playing? The Cavs. Well, I'm not going to watch the Knicks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> They're playing the Cavs. It's a pretty good game. What if they had one of the mascots? Would you watch, watch it then? I would. It, I feel like more people would watch. Yeah. Yeah. If Melissa, if Melissa goes to the game and, and starts spilling champagne everywhere, then I'll watch. That's, uh... well, I'll be there drinking the champagne, sir. So <laughs> ah, probably ah. spilling eventually. <laughs> the night is young uh anything you're looking for in the game or is it just the champagne Melissa? um well above all else in everything else in my life that i'm always doing i'm looking for a clear winner and mm -hmm. i'm looking for democracy to thrive and i'm looking for the truth those are three good things and hopefully you find all of them at the basketball game at the yeah, basketball game <laughs> Yeah, Larry, can I change my today. answer to the democracy or whatever she just said? Can I change my answer? Yeah, you could change. You could vote twice. All right, cool. Yeah, democracy. <laughs> democracy or whatever. That direct quote is the problem in our country these days. Yeah, no whatever, just democracy. Uh, okay, Jonathan, why don't you tell yes. the listeners where they could find your stuff? 
you could you could I was about to say where you could find me. You could find me with a, bo- a bottle in my hand. Um, nice. You could find my stuff uh, on the internet. Um, go to go to Twitter. Just follow me on Twitter, and all my I, I tweet everything out. It's at uh, JC Macri NBA. So yeah, I'm on there. Go to Twitter, uh, Max. What would you like to plug? Um, you can find me in the comments under Macri's tweets is where, <laughs> is, is where, is where you can find me. No, hopefully, uh, hopefully some, some stuff coming to daily Knicks soon. Sweet. And Melissa, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, just plug my, uh, my dear friend, Ali Merzeski. I uh-huh. think she's a stunningly beautiful and talented comedian. You can follow her on Twitter at Oh, so trendy. Oh, so trendy. Very nice. I, yeah, I, she's yeah, she's great. Uh, I hear she's friends with someone named Brian Packman, who's also a great, funny guy. I've heard of him. He sounds very handsome. Oh, thank you. Why am I saying thank you? Uh, Jack, what would you like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Jack Rokicki. That's R-O-K-I-C-K-I. Uh, you can also find me uh, down in Southie over at Lincoln's waiting outside for that battery open because... Man, times are tough. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back there. Uh, I am, of course, um, at Larry the Athlete on all social media. And you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you listen to podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Thank you